Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Live. We are here to help you thrive. I'm Carolyn Gazella, and I co-host Five to Thrive Live with my good friend, Dr. Lise Allschuler. Hello, Lise. Well, hello, Carolyn. Man, it's been a while since the I two know. of us have done a show. It has been a while. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to do this show. It's a very important topic. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's actually one of my favorite holidays just Mm -hmm. because it's all about, you know, friends, family, relaxation. There's no commercialization. It's all good. Well, and you're a foodie. Let's face it. (laughs) (laughs) I am a bit of a foodie. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're uh, looking forward to it. So I'm I'm good. And yeah, good. hey, you know, I'm excited about this show too, so let's get into it. How about if you start us off, thank our sponsors? Absolutely. Okay, first, Cetria glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body's primary defense against free radicals. It also helps support respiratory health. Cetria is a patented form of glutathione clinically proven to raise blood glutathione levels. For more information, visit cetriaglutathione.com. Also, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, it's a best-selling probiotic for more than 30 years, and it contains 12 probiotic strains that are shelf-stable, so no refrigeration is required because of a unique unique three-year fermentation process. It's a very effective probiotic. Learn more at drohiraprobiotics.com. And you know what, Lise, before we dig into today's topic, let's give our listeners a little update on what we've been working on professionally these days. For example, how's your work going with the Andrew Weil Integrative Medicine Fellowship at the University of Arizona? Quite well. Uh, I really enjoy my work there. So I am the associate director of the Integrative Fellowship at the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine, which is part of the College of Medicine at the University of Arizona here in Tucson. And it's a really interesting fellowship. We It's a two-year fellowship that um, attracts medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, nurse practitioners, pharmacists, dentists, naturopathic doctors and physicians assistants and they spend two years learning about integrative medicine and integrative health and bring all that learning back into their practices so I really enjoy my role helping to facilitate their education yeah absolutely that's it's a great uh, great fit for you I think um, and yeah, yeah and there's lots of exciting things going on in my world as well yeah I was just gonna ask I know <laughs> yeah. you've had some big changes so I have yeah I was uh, able to actually sell my natural medicine journal 
which I had started in 2009 with the help of a lot of great people. And I sold the journal to a company called Diversified Communications. And one of the reasons I'm so excited is Diversified also publishes Integrative Practitioner, but they also put on the one of the largest integrative health symposiums in North America. It's such a good fit. And I'm going to stay involved with them. So I'm going to continue to do my writing, which I love. And I'm also going to continue to host the podcast for the Natural Medicine Journal. So I'm super excited to be connected. Uh, but I have to say, I'm going to work a lot less. I'm, I'm going to be horseback riding and hiking and uh, golfing. And yeah, so it's, it's a really nice balance. It's a nice mix for me. So I'm super excited about it. I didn't hear cooking on that list. No, that's that's up to you. You're the cook out of <laughs> out of our partnership. Well, no, I've know, been trying. I've been yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. That's the last time we got together. You said you were giving it a giving it a go in the kitchen. So I expect great things to come out of your kitchen, Carolyn. Okay, okay. I'll get back into it. Um, and I'm also excited about this show because um, we're going to revisit why we call the show Five to Thrive. So, Lise, why don't you remind our listeners about the five key body systems? that we like to focus on in order to thrive. In fact, we've written uh, a book uh, about this whole concept. So what are the five uh, body systems? Yeah, well, maybe we can go back and forth, but um, I will start us off. So one of our systems is the immune system. And by the way, these are systems that we have described as super highways of influence in the body. So the health or the dis-ease in these systems has major impacts on our well-being. So one of them is, of course, our immunity, which is our primary defense against microbes, against cancer development, and um, and has a role in another system. I'll just do two here, which is the inflammatory process in our body. So when we get uh, very inflamed, that can unravel our health to a significant extent. So these are kind of linked together. And yes, they are. Um, and we're going to focus on those two tonight for this show. But the other uh, super highways, and I, I love the way that you say that, is, you know, detoxification. I mean, obviously, you know, we live in a pretty toxic world, but we have internal systems that can help us detoxify those toxins. So shoring up our detoxification system is really important. Um, and then hormonal, uh, you know, these are uh, male, female sex hormones, but it's also stress hormones. And it's all about uh, balance when it comes to supporting our hormonal system. And then, Lise, what's the last one? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We have two different five systems. So I'm honestly like it's digestion, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I was going to say insulin resistance. So. Oh, gosh. It's been a while. It has it's been, been a long day. <laughs> but yeah, both, are, both are super highways. We might need to make yes. it six. But, yes, yeah, so really they they are related. So insulin resistance is important, especially in the context of cancer, because it really influences both cancer proliferation as well as um, how we manage our metabolism and that in turn, of course, is influenced heavily by our diet and our digestive process. Yes, absolutely. And uh, as I mentioned tonight, we're going to focus on the immune system and inflammation. I really think uh, it's great because those two are so interrelated. You know, inflammation is a big part 
of the immune system's response to infection or injury. And, and of course, we want a very strong immune response. But what we don't want is that chronic uh, inflammation. Um, so be, at least before we give our tips as to how we like to enhance immunity and reduce inflammation, remind us what's going on when inflammation becomes chronic. Why is that a bad thing? You know, when our when we react against an injury or an infection, it's an immune-mediated response, and the immune cells secrete little chemicals to communicate to one another, and these chemicals, which are referred to as cytokines, for the most part interleukins, um, will basically send messages to other immune cells to create this very dramatic and very large and uh, overwhelming response to whatever the insult is, which is perfect in a limited manner. But if that very inflammatory active process doesn't become quieted down, then that can become damaging to healthy cells. And that's where we start to slip into this chronically inflamed state. And there's lots of reasons and theories as to why people can slip into chronic inflammation. And there's many factors that influence it, ranging from being deficient in certain nutrients that can help to quell the inflammatory response to having dysregulated immune communications, which in turn can be influenced by things even as seemingly unrelated as our stress levels or our sleep levels. Um, and then just the status of our bodily tissues and how well defended they are against that kind of damaging reaction influences whether we slip into that chronic inflammatory state as well. So it's a, a fairly complex phenomenon, but unfortunately it's not uncommon. You know, think about all of the conditions that have chronic inflammation at their base, joint aches and pains, even um, digestive disorders, uh, skin con chronic skin conditions, chronic digestive issues, even now things like dementia are all linked to this chronic inflammatory process. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that, you know, with that being said, it's important to really underscore that immunity and the immune response is the first thing that happens. That's step number one. So we want a strong immune system. We want that initial defense to be strong. Um, and we'll get to the inflammatory part later. But um, Carolyn, what are some of your favorite ways to enhance that initial immune response? Hmm. Well, there's lots, uh, but you did say favorite. So I am going to, and this isn't going to surprise you, Lise, because you've known me now for 20 some years. I am going to pick nature. That's what I'm going to do. I'm mm -hmm. picking nature. Now, it, it's interesting because I, I've been following this research. It's called forest bathing or forest therapy. And we've actually written about it a lot in the Natural Medicine Journal. Um, so it's fascinating research, and it shows us, it actually uh, came about in the 1980s uh, from Japan. And they really started looking at how does nature enhance our health? And the, this latest study is fascinating. So it came out last year, and it was actually a review of 13 different studies. 
and it looked at natural killer cell activity. So just a reminder to our listeners, natural killer cells, it's a type of white blood cell that's released uh, by the immune system. And these cells kill cancer cells. They kill cells that are infected by a virus. Um, it's very, very important that natural killer cells be, be strong. So what they found, so they, they looked at blood, natural killer cell activity in blood before uh, the people went out in nature and then after they went out in nature. And what they found is that not only the number of natural killer cells increased dramatically, but the cytotoxic activity of the natural killer cells increased dramatically as well. So were there, there were more of them and they were more powerful. They were more powerful killing machines. And that's what we want when it comes to our natural killer cell activity. So obviously the conclusion after looking at these 13 randomized double-blind placebo-controlled gold standard studies is that um, being out in nature is effective at at improving immune function. And now, at least there's there's a caveat here because I, of course, I am fortunate. I get out in nature almost every day. But some people can't get out in nature, which, you know, um, I, I want to say that the research associated with infusing your your home environment with nature also works. So we're talking about plants and fresh cut flowers and even pictures of na of natural environments in your home is going to have a similar effect. So I think anytime we can infuse some nature uh, into our routine and our surroundings, I think that that's really important. And I know, I know Lise at the Andrew Weil Integrative Center, they're big on your environment and your natural surroundings and infusing nature. And they, they kind of uh, look at that as one of their key tenants. Isn't that right? Indeed. In fact, we have um, one of the faculty members at the center, Esther Sternberg, is an expert in the built environment. So she also uh, has re some really interesting information about components of buildings that can affect immune system. And those are a little different because they involve things like humidity level and how much natural light comes in and how things are spaced and airflow. But, but that's important too. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So, so um, why don't you go ahead, Lisa, and give me like one of your favorite ways to help your patients enhance immunity? Well, there's so many ways, it's hard to pick, but I'm going to sort of riff off of yours, which is that, you know, one of, we don't know exactly why being in nature is so helpful for the immune system. Uh, there's some theories that the color green is actually very impactful um, on cellular behavior. There's the, you know, just the idea of being out in fresh air. Usually we're moving when we're in nature. So there's a lot of components to it. But one thing that also happens when we're in nature is that we tend to relieve our stress. And I have to say, I think that stress is really one of the most powerful ways to disrupt our immune system. And it can be very high levels of acute stress or chronic insidious stress. And of course, stress has been a big factor in a lot of people's lives over this pandemic. And so I think it's important to recognize that when we're under stress, we dysregulate a lot of our hormonal systems, including our cortisol levels. So we tend to have higher levels of cortisol under stress, and that has immunosuppressive effects. Um, and, you know, 
I, I guess I would say, you know, this is all like people are probably thinking, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Well, what do we do about it? And so one thing we can do is go out in nature. <laughs> but another thing is to really, I think, think creatively about stress from an acute and a chronic per- perspective. So for, uh, I like to make sure that everybody has a just-in-time strategy for stress managing stress. And my favorite is doing some breathing exercises. Um, and again, speaking of the Andrew Weil Center, Dr. Weil has uh, long taught this breathing method called 478 breathing. So you do an inhalation on the count of four, then you hold your breath for a count of seven, and then you do a longer exhalation for a count of eight, and then you repeat that. And just repeating that you know, four times can completely reset your autonomic nervous system and de-stress kind of acutely. So that's for me, my just in time strategy. And then at the same, uh, by the same token, you need something that's going to really help you balance or manage the more long-term stress. And that can vary for, you know, in lots of ways for me, it's doing exercise on a daily basis. If I start my day with exercise, I know I'm going to have a much better day and I'm going to manage whatever stress comes my way more effectively. So that for me is a very important strategy for other people. It might be mindfulness. It might be play. I mean, there's lots of ways, but I think thinking about managing stress both acutely and chronically is really important. I would agree. And I'm so glad that you brought it up because I have to say that, um, I'm still pretty anxious and stressed out, you know, what, with what's going on in the world. And I've had to really step up my game when it comes to my self-care and um, physical activity is definitely a big thing. Um, but I've been doing this loving kindness meditation in the morning and it just, before I even get out of bed and it's just this, this loving kindness mantra that I, that I say, for myself and for the people I love. And I might even say it for somebody who I'm not getting along with right now. You know what I mean? It's just a, um, it's a good way to start the day for me. So I, I think, um, I think, uh, all of these aspects on how we take care of ourselves during these stressful times is so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think we should switch gears. So let's talk about decreasing chronic inflammation. So as I mentioned, this acute immune response, if it resolves, is perfect. But if it starts to persist, it can develop into this chronic inflamed state. So with that being said, what do you like to focus on, Carolyn? Well, I wanted to come up with a unique one. And this is another one that you're just going to love because I know you. And it is coffee. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, I follow this research closely because I want to justify my coffee habit. However, I found some really cool stuff from last year that just came out. And um, so we know that uh, coffee is can actually has free radical scavenging. It's anti-inflammatory activity. But in this particular study, the um, researchers concluded that coffee has similar health effects as eating fruits and vegetables. So there are phytochemicals in coffee that actually have anti-inflammatory properties. Now, there was a, just as a kind of a follow-on, there was another study that I ran across that showed that um, the inflammatory response is linked to the inhibition of NF-kappa beta and activating NERF-2. 
So by inhibiting one and activating the other, it's actually causing this huge anti-inflammatory uh, response, and that's coming from coffee. I mean, obviously, there's a huge, huge caveat here. When we're talking coffee in the scientific literature, we're talking about roasting coffee beans and drinking coffee, and we're not talking about a, you know, iced mocha latte with extra whipped cream. You know, um, we're we're talking what about, about a pumpkin spice latte. Well, Thanksgiving. I think that would be good, but I think watching the sugar content of our coffee <laughs> is uh, is important. But anyway, Lise, I I felt that was just fascinating. The fact that these researchers are like, yeah, coffee beans, coffee. That's that's like eating fruits and vegetables when it comes to anti-inflammation. I, I was fascinated by that. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. And I would also add uh, organic coffee would be ideal. And, um, you know, I think the way you make coffee makes a difference. I think that filtering your coffee through, you know, unbleached paper is probably the healthiest way to drink coffee. Yep. And I do that. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> so what so, about you, Lise? How about yeah, how, yeah, when it comes mm -hmm. to chronic inflammation and reducing that, what's, what's your tip? Well, I'm going to move into um, supplements, actually, and I'm going to suggest that people consider having their vitamin D level tested, and um, also there's a, a way to test your omega-3 and other fatty acids in your blood. Um, actually, they're testing the percentage of fatty acids in red blood cell membranes, and that's called the omega quant, and that actually people can self-order, or they're healthcare provider can order it for them. And I think those two things are important because if you're deficient in omega-3 fatty acids, then you don't have a uh, the ability to quench your inflammation because omega-3 fatty acids produce compounds called resolvins, which do just what they say. They resolve inflammation. So um, I think omega-3 fatty acids, if they're deficient, you know, most people should have about 8% uh, omega-3s. And if they're lower than that, they might benefit from some fish oil supplementation. And then with vitamin D, vitamin D is critical to help not only support in uh, the initial immune reaction, but also to balance the, inflama the, the inflammatory reaction that follows. So being sufficient in vitamin D is really important, and a lot of people are not actually sufficient. Um, so, you know, making sure that your vitamin D is between 30 to maybe 50 nanograms per milliliter seems to be a sweet spot, and that can, again, be tested and then supplemented, retested to make sure you're taking the right amount. So those would be some of my two go-tos. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Um, and, you know, it seems like we can't have a conversation about the immune system and inflammation without talking about sleep. Mm -hmm. Because when we don't get enough sleep, we actually have reduced immunity and, and enhanced uh, inflammation. There was a, a study that came out uh, not too long ago that looked at inconsistent sleep and they were they looked at seven consecutive nights and they were testing things like C-reactive protein and interleukin-6 and fibrinogen and, you know, all of these inflammatory markers. And what they found is that sleep inconsistency was significantly associated with increased inflammatory dysfunction, especially with women. Um, so I think sleep is really an important factor. And I have to say, I'm, I'm going to toot our horn a little bit, Lise, because uh, you and I created a sleep product called ProThrivers Wellness Sleep, and it recently won an award. 
the mm -hmm. Practitioner's Choice Award, um, and that product has a combination of magnesium, magnolia, uh, melatonin, and L-theanine in the form of sun-theanine. And when, when you take two capsules, it's actually a, a pretty high dose of melatonin, but you could take one capsule. But in two capsules, it's 20 milligrams, and if you just take one capsule, it's 10 milligrams. Um, What's the what's the concept behind uh, the the higher um, melatonin? I know that melatonin has anti-cancer properties, and I know that it has it can uh, even out your circadian rhythm. I mean, there's there's lots of good things about melatonin, um, but um, I don't know uh, what what do you think about uh, melatonin in that dose? Yeah, so you know, so just for sleep, you don't necessarily need that high of a dose. If you just are looking to help support sleep, even 0.5 milligrams is enough for some mm -hmm. people. And um, one milligram is a common dose, three milligrams is a common dose. So a small dose is often sufficient to support sleep. But the higher doses of melatonin, number one, they don't suppress your own production of melatonin. Um, supplemental melatonin is non-addictive. It's non-habituating. There's no withdrawal. So there's nothing like that that one has to worry about. But at those higher doses, um, up to 20 milligrams, which has been the dose that's been studied in over 100, almost 200 now clinical trials in the realm of cancer, that dose appears to have some pretty significant influences on the well, on the way cells behave so that there is more cell repair more what's called autophagy, which is like a cleanup process that the body has. Uh, there's more um, differentiation, more apoptosis, which is the way that deformed cells die. Um, these are all very important from an anti-cancer or cancer control perspective. So those higher doses become relevant, especially for somebody who has cancer or who has a recent history of cancer, um, because we're trying to encourage the body to keep the keep things as free of cancer as possible. So again, you know, I think there's a huge range for melatonin supplementation. I want to make it clear that the low range is sufficient for sleep support, but the higher range also gives you that sleep support. But then in addition, you get these anti-cancer effects. Right. And the Pro Thrivers Wellness Sleep product uh, was created for cancer survivors very specifically. Uh, the Pro Thrivers Wellness Sleep product is only available through integrative uh, practitioners. So um, if you're curious about that, ask your uh, integrative practitioner about Pro Thrivers Wellness Sleep. Um, I think it's a, a great product and I'm, I'm super proud of it. Um, so Lise, um, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, when it comes to enhancing immunity or reducing inflammation, what would your th final thought be? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that it should be on everybody's radar. And I think that, you know, one thing, there's a lot that people can do and it can be really, really overwhelming. And so I just, I guess I would say in this season of Thanksgiving to take a step back and to just take a breath <laughs> and remember that, you know, we can't do everything all the time, that these processes are happening in our body, some of which are beyond our control, some of which we can control. And really, we have an opportunity to try to de-inflame our life as much as possible. And of course, part and parcel of with that is having a high degree of gratitude for all that feeds us, nurtures us, keeps us well, and focusing on the good, because that is going to help tip the scales in our favor as well. 
I would agree. Gratitude and also the way that we end our show and the way that we've been ending our show for a decade now, um, focusing on love and laughter. Um, we know that laughter will help stimulate the immune system. Those studies are, are fascinating. Um, but then just love, love yourself, love of others, love of life, you know, doing things that you love. I think that that is um, going to go a long way uh, during these stressful times. And, and uh, it's going to going to really help our health on a very on a very deep level yeah indeed and you know no time is is that more important than now there's so much division in our society now and so much concern about uh the planet and the the ability of this human race to survive much longer so there's a lot of anxiety out there and i think that you know all those things are real and they need to be acknowledged but at the same time um you know, when we think about one could metaphorically think about all those things as various expressions of inflammation. And mm-hmm. so we need to kind of quell the inflammation both within and without and, um, you know, make choices that align ourselves with living a life that's as supportive of our bodily health, but also our mental, emotional health as possible. Yeah, I I would agree. Well, this has been a great show, Lise, and that wraps up this episode of Five to Thrive Live. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Cetria Glutathione, the master antioxidant, and Dr. O'Hara's high-quality probiotics. Yes, indeed, and especially now, may you experience joy, laughter, and love. It's time to thrive, everyone. Have a great night. Have a great night.